Hey, chirocasters, Dr. Drubin here. I am proud to be a chiropractor. I hope you're proud to be a chiropractor or a chiropractic student or a chiropractic supporter or just a great listener. Um, and I'm really proud of my sponsors too. Uh, all of them I have worked with for years. Uh, Prefer Chiropractic Doctor, now you know, and Chirite, I have worked with them for years and years. And they've consistently provided me with great service and uh, helped me become the chiropractor I can become. And now, here's the podcast. Every man, woman, and child in the world has a spine. It makes no difference whether he or she is black or white, red or yellow, whether they live in the mountain or in the valley, on the land or the water, at the North Pole or equator, rich or poor, it is equally applied. Every spine is a subluxation. Each subluxation is producing dis-ease in one or more places. Potentially then, every subluxation needs adjustment, needs chiropractic, therefore the world needs just what you and I have. Potentially, every sick person is demanding chiropractic, calling for it, needing it, crying for it, actually shouting for it, but doesn't know it. Why isn't he or she getting it? Because he doesn't know that it's chiropractic he needs. We haven't told him, we haven't sold him chiropractic. The sick world sold itself to us, but we haven't sold ourselves to them. Skipping down a bit. So long as every person in the world has a subluxation and it produces dis-ease, it can be proven and printed that adjustment gets him well, then every person in the world is going to demand chiropractic so long as there exists one person with a subluxation and he remains sick. The people will demand adjustment ratio as they know what it is and what it does. This is B.J. Palmer from Up From Below the Bottom, which was written in 1951. So if we look at what B.J. is saying, it says every man, woman, and child. Right? It doesn't say some women and children and men and some people and some people need chiropractic, some people don't. But what have we sold chiropractic to the people? Like how have we sold it to the people for the most part? I'll give you an example. Someone calls up yesterday. It says, um, my kid hurt his neck. I want to come in for a crack and make him feel better. I said, um, we don't crack, right? That's not what we do. We do specific chiropractic adjustments. And uh, the first thing we need to do is perform an exam on the child, see what's going on, take x-rays, do a proper diagnosis, uh, and then uh, on the next visit when you guys come in, um, then we will do an adjustment, a specific chiropractic adjustment. No, 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 she says. No, no, no. He's hurting now. He needs to be cracked now. I said, have you been to a chiropractor before? Yes. I said, what's your experience then? She said, well, I go to a chiropractor, I lie down and get cracked, and then I come back when it hurts. I said, have they ever examined you? No. Have they ever x-rayed you? No. We don't do that. That's not what we do. If you want that, I suggest you go somewhere else because we cannot provide that for you. And she's like, I don't understand. You were referred by one of my friends. I said, well, your friend went through the same thing that I'm describing, right? Your friend, who's a great patient and now brings her whole family. We saw, you know, the child and we examined the child and we, you know, if we needed x-rays, we took x-rays of the child and then the next time they came, they got adjusted. So you're gonna have to go through the same thing. No, but you don't understand, he's hurting now. I said, one adjustment isn't gonna fix anything. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, this is like braces on teeth. Do you go to the dentist, the orthodontist and say, you know, I'm gonna put the braces on now and I, when I leave the office, I'll take them off and my teeth will be fine. 
No. Okay, then the chiropractor is the same way. There's a, there's something has happened within the spine, the, 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 the body is now patterned into that, that system, and we need to undo that in order to get the body in the right place. She said, well, that's not what I want. I just want my son to get his neck cracked. I said, well, then you should go to another chiropractor and get your neck cracked. And there's plenty of other chiropractors around that'll do that for you, right? But where did that come from, right? Where did that come from? Do, do, do you think they're going to call up a surgeon? I want my appendicitis appendix out right now. Now, let's say it's not a crisis, right? not an emergency kind of thing. I want, you know, this ulcer taken care of right now. I want this gallbladder right now. Are they going to be sitting there demanding, unless it's an emergency or crisis? Who's demanding stuff? But they'll call a chiropractor and demand what they want from us, right? Who has trained them for that? Right, chiropractors. We trained them to do this, right? We have trained them that examinations are not important, that all we need to do is just palpate, hit the high spots. We trained them that a crack is what we do. We trained them with this, right? We haven't trained them with what chiropractic really is, right? And in the way we work in our practice is if you don't want to play in my sandbox, I suggest you don't come to my sandbox, right? I'm not interested in having someone who's gonna dictate what kind of care they want, when they want it, where I should crack them, what I should do, what adjustments work for them, et cetera. That's not what I'm interested in, right? I didn't go to school for this long, you know, study this much stuff to have someone else dictate to me what I should do, right? And it goes along with, what, what this goes along with to me is, is studying what it is that we do, right? I am not a back doctor. I don't crack backs, right? Now, even though I happen to be an activator chiropractor, right, so I do a lot of, of activator, but even when I was Gonstead chiropractor for years, I still didn't crack a back. Now, the, the noise may occur, right, when I adjust them, but my whole goal has always been brain function, right, brain function, and the brain and the nerve system. So I, that's why I always explain to patients, you know, our goal is not to make your back feel better, it's to make your nerve system work better, to make you communicate better with the environment and the environment communicate better with you. So it is important for you guys as students to, to realize that you should be constantly studying. Right? Studying doesn't stop when you leave school. Right? Studying just starts then. But now you get to study what you want instead of studying what you have to. Right? That's the big difference. Right? So I'm constantly scouring the journals for different things. This is probably one of the most important articles that I've read in recent years. I was reading a book about stress and it mentioned this particular journal article and, and all the articles that come after it, right? When you find one journal article that's really good, all of a sudden you find multiple articles. So this journal article, The Fault Mode of the Brain of Brain Function, was, is a brilliant article, and I don't know why, even it's from, it's from 2001, I don't know why this isn't a much bigger thing, <clears throat> because what this is talking about is, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but when, when the brain is at rest, right, most neuroscientists thought when the brain's at rest, the whole brain rests. Right? That when the brain, you close your eyes, you start meditating, whatever, that the whole brain turns off. They realize that's not actually true. There's actually a default mode of the brain. So when you actually close your eyes or you're in a resting state or a meditative state, <clears throat> what happens is that there's certain parts of the brain that light up, that actually turn back on. 
right? So, the, and as an example, what they, they, they talk about in this is, you know when you're driving a car and you, you know exactly where you're going, right? And don't you all of a sudden start getting like these automatic thoughts, right? These things just pop into your head. You start thinking about this and thinking about this and what I have to do today and where am I gonna go? And sometimes you get so lost in your own brain that you forget like the exit you're supposed to pull off of, right? Or th that's what, what they're talking about is this default mode, right? You kind of can get stuck in this default mode. And what they're talking about when they talk about default mode or brain function is that too many people today are stuck in the default mode, right? They're so, their brains are so <coughs> haphazard and spontaneous, you know, like, do you remember in, uh, in Ice Age, that little squirrel, right? Who like jumps and flits around and flits around and is always like never like focused on one, right? That's what they're talking about. It's like the squirrel, you know, and then just kind of moves in different directions. So that's what, what with this default mode of the brain is what, what happens is the, the, when you're at rest or non-focused, there's a certain part of the brain actually turns on. And they didn't realize that, right? And that's called the default mode of the brain and certain different you know, connections within this. You should read this article. <clears throat> but the interesting thing is that in autism and ADHD, they're starting to study this, that in kids with autism and ADHD, the problem is, is when they're supposed to be in default mode, they can't get there. And so sometimes either both parts, the default mode of the brain and the like focus mode of the brain are turned on at the same time, so they have these scrambled thoughts, or sometimes they actually have reciprocal things, reverse things, where when the default mode of the brain is supposed to be on, it's off, and when it's supposed to be off, it's on. So this is what they're studying right now, right? So why is what we do so important? Because when we adjust these kids, we are helping re-engage the brain. We're re-engaging the nerve system. By doing a, the, the way that you keep yourself more in a focused state, right, is through meditation, is through prayer, is by training your brain to, to know how to use this default mode. And if we don't use the default mode correctly, then what we do is our brain just flits about and flits about and flits about. Here's a perfect example for you guys as chiropractic students. When you are adjusting someone, and actually adjusting and not waiting, you know, and not the whole hour and a half dialogue you have to have, blah, blah, right? When you're actually physically adjusting someone, you're analyzing and adjusting, right, someone. <clears throat> what are you thinking? I challenge you to think about that. I challenge you to notice that over the next couple of days when you're in clinic, is to say, what am I thinking? Am I thinking about the person? Am I thinking about their spine, visualizing their spine in my brain, visualizing their subluxations, like popping out like a hologram, you know, when you, because that's what I see. When I see a, a, a person and they're lying down and I'm talking to them, I can see their spine in 3D in my brain and in my mind's eyes if I have some like Google glasses on and I can see their spine and I can see their subluxations. So when I adjust, I'm adjusting like this 3D holographic image of their spine as I'm working on it. Right? Or are you thinking about the weather and how cold it is? You think about finals coming up. Are you thinking about what am I going to do over Christmas break? And where am I going to visit? Am I going to go to see this uncle or that aunt? And oh, I wonder what presents we're going to get. Right? Is this the crazy dialogue you're having? Because if that's true, then you're stuck in the default mode of the brain. And the patient knows that. The patient knows when you're focused on them and when you're not. They absolutely. And you say, well, how would they know that? They're not hearing my brain. Yes, they are through your touch, right? Through your intent. Your intent is going to, to go through that default mode, right? 
So if your default mode is you're adjusting someone and you're doing whatever analysis or you know, Gonstead, Activator, SOT, Thompson, whatever it is, if you're not thinking about that person, why are you even adjusting them? Right? Get your brains on the person because that's why they're there. Right? And the way that you attract a big practice is that you focus on the people. So that even though I only spend maybe five, seven minutes on a particular person, if you ask them how long does Dr. Rubin or one of his associates spend with them, they'll probably say 10, 15 minutes. I have no idea. Because you actually get, you can control time with your focus. Right? When you are focused on that person, you actually slow time down for them because they feel your focus. But if you're just going crack, 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 oh, I wonder what the weather's like, crack, crack, gee, I forgot my scarf and hat today, crack, 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 uh-huh, yeah, and I, I'm so hungry, oh my God, I can't wait, oh, and they came late too, and now I have to wait for the doctor to sign this thing, oh God, and I have to put the stupid notes in, right? If this is the stuff that's going through your brain as you're adjusting them, they feel it. And don't think that they don't. And I challenge you to think about that. And I challenge you to see if your adjustments actually get better, your results get better, your patient retention gets better by seeing what's going on in your brain in, your, in this default mode, right? Because you got a default mode and a focus mode. And if, you're, if your brain tends to go into this spontaneous thinking, bouncing back and forth, flitting around like a squirrel, you know, kind of thing or like that, then you're stuck in this default mode. And I suggest that you learn to, to control your brains. What are you doing now to learn to control your brains, right? So many of you now are so trained by our phones that if ever there is a ding or a click or a whistle or whatever it is that your phone does when you get a Facebook post or a tweet or a you know, text or whatever, and you have got to look at the phone as if it matters, right? Uh, now, if you're expecting a, a very important phone call, right, or you have something really big about to happen, or a different story, right? But I watch people all day long, especially now it's on their wrists. This is what I see people all day long. Like, even during adjustments, I'm like, could you don't look at your wrist for five minutes? Whatever is happening in the world that the, the news people or, or Twitter or whatever, it you probably doesn't matter what Trump said at that moment as you're getting adjusted. Like, stay adjusted, stay in the moment. You gotta teach your patients. The same thing that you gotta teach yourself, you can teach your patients. Stay right here, right? Take, I, a lot of people I'll tell, take your watches off. If you can't figure this out, take your watch off and put it over there so that you can just get adjusted and not have to like look at your, your wrist every five seconds when something's happening, right? Because I'm telling you, unless there's an urgent issue going on, whatever's happening on Facebook, text, tweets, etc., is not important. Right? But we've been trained in the, in the last decade, since these iPhones came out in 07, we've been trained in the last decade or so to let our default mode be our main operating system. We're training our kids that we can't take a drive from here to the school without having to watch a stupid video on a screen in the car or hold a, whether it's in the, like, so the vans, I see the vans lining up by one of the elementary schools and almost every one of them's got their little TV on because God forbid your junior misses a little bit of, you know, Paw Patrol or something, right? We're training our brains to be in the wrong spot. We gotta train our brains to be focused, right? Focus is discipline. Discipline is probably one of the most important words you're ever gonna work on. 
It is the number one way to success in chiropractic and in your life is discipline. Doing the same good things over and over and over again and getting good results. And the way to discipline is to train your brain. And the way to train your brain is to do stuff like meditation and yoga and prayer and, make, and quiet your brain, quiet your monkey mind as they call it, which is the, this default mode, just going, always going into the spontaneous thinking. And seeing, especially with the kids that you're taking care of, especially the, the ones in special need population, the autistic, the children with autism, the children with ADHD, the children with learning disorders, and when they first come in, you see these kids, they flit around, they flit around, and as they get adjusted, they start getting more and more focused, right? And it's not because they're learning how to meditate, it's because chiropractic is actually helping get their brain to work the way it's supposed to work, right? So when, this, so when someone calls you up and says, I just want to crack, right? You've got to make a choice. Is, am I going to compromise my values because they, I just want a dollar? Or am I going to have the right person in my practice? I turn people away because I don't want that kind of person in my practice, right? I'm uninterested in that. Well, it's easy for you to say because you've been in practice for 30 years. Well, certainly that helps, right? But where did it start? It started 30 years ago. I'm uninterested in having people that I don't want in my practice, right? Because let me tell you something, the people that you don't want in your practice and you let them in your practice anyway, are they going to become your favorite patients? No. These are the ones that are calling you on off hours, saying, oh, you know, I was just yesterday and it really all hurts. It's like, oh, right? Those aren't your favorite patients that refer you to 10,000 people, right? Your favorite patients are the ones who love you, who do as you ask because you are the ones in control. I am not a marionette. When someone dictates, well, I'm going to come in and I'm going to get adjusted, you're to crack my kid's neck right now, the answer is no. And it's not being mean, right? I'm not being mean. I'm not saying, well, well, I'm haughty toddy and blah, blah. No, it's because I have a process, right? The dentist is a process. You don't, isn't going, okay, you have a cavity, uh, let's fill it right now. No, you have a cavity, all right, go make an appointment. We just did a checkup. Let's make an appointment. You come back in a week or so, and now we'll fill the cavity. It's the same thing. Otherwise, what's the whole point of the whole exam and exercise you did? To rush through something so now you can crack them, right? I don't want someone for one adjustment, right? I, I'm, my goal is to train them because what they're stuck in is this default mode. They just want what they want right now because that's what Facebook and Twitter and texting and all that stuff has trained them. We have to get them out of that, right? That's, so the real goal of chiropractic is not to make someone feel better, right? That's not my goal at all, and I tell every patient that. My real goal is to make sure their body is working at 100%, their brain and their body is working to the best of its ability. That's my goal, right? It's a very different goal. And I don't want someone who doesn't want to play that game in my sandbox, right? It's my sandbox. So create, create your clinical experiences, you're a sandbox, and look at what you're saying and what you're doing in your clinic clinical experiences, and if you're stuck in this default mode when you're adjusting, not when you're talking, but when you're actually adjusting someone, be focused on them. Have laser focus, right? Present time consciousness.